Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench. And after a bit of a hiatus, hiatus, said that word right, I think. Yep. Um, we are back. Played a couple episodes, special episodes, had a little Christmas one, played the, you know, it's kind of our best memories of season two. But here we are, 2021 and season three, episode one. Cue the loud cheering from the fan base. <sighs> All right, our next to think sound effects. I, had, uh, I gotta tell you, folks, we uh, we spent some of our money. We got some microphones. I've got a a mixer, a little bit of a mixer, and I've working on it for about an hour before we came on here. And I can play music, but I can't get music to play over Zoom, which we're recording on. Um, and I don't want to go away from Zoom because I do like to see your faces, as sad yeah. that may sound. Um, but that just kind of helps with the interaction piece of it, especially when we get yeah. guests and things. So we'll get it figured out. Um, but our voices seem to sound a little bit better tonight, guys. Yeah, they do. Yeah, for sure. Well, Todd, your voice always sounds sweet. Um, the, but the Jeff, golden voice <laughs> catching up a bit. <laughs> well, we're playing the hits from back in the 70s. Let's listen to this one from 1972. <laughs> yeah, See, still got a face for radio. That sweet Barrett's yeah. one of Todd Gordon. <laughs> I know, I love it. Well, well, hey, it uh, it's been a quite a break here, really. I think we finished up in December and yeah. uh, just just kind of waited. You know, last two years we started our seasons in December, and that just the little, uh, you know, I'd start twitching a little bit. We're episode three of first of January or something. You know, it's like, uh, okay, let's just start in January. Yep. And let's let's uh, let's just kind of go that route. So here we are, and we're going to talk through a little bit what's kind of on deck. Uh, but uh, we're going to pay some bills. We still got our same three sponsors who we appreciate. So let's hear about hometown ticketing. Are you an AD interested in saving time or making your job a little less stressful? Are you looking for ways to improve the fan experience at your games? Well, we suggest you take a good look into Hometown Ticketing. Hometown Ticketing provides schools with everything needed to offer professional-level online ticketing at absolutely no cost to your school athletic program. Hometown integrates industry-leading technology directly into your existing school or athletic website. This provides your fans with a simple and easy ticket-buying experience that takes place directly on your website without the need to create an account. Remember a password or download an app. From individual game tickets to customized season pass programs, 
Our friends at Hometown Ticketing can customize an entire ticketing platform for your program. And the best part is it doesn't cost your school or athletic program anything to get started. So check out our friends at Hometown Ticketing at www.hometownticketing.com to enroll your school today. That's www.hometownticketing.com. Very good. I think the next step for them is we get some audio jingles going uh, for Hometown Ticketing. That that could be yeah. a good little jingle. There we go. We could do a be. little. We could do a little trio. Yeah. A little barbershop quartet action. Yeah. Barbershop <laughs> trio. Uh, Nate. Yeah. Nate, you. If you're listening to this, you let us know when you want us to crank that out. Maybe we can yeah. come up with something. There you go. Yeah. All right. How about Gipper, Aaron? We're excited to have Gipper back with us again here for season three. Are you looking to have your athletic program stand out on social media? Well, now you can by using Gipper. By using Gipper, you can create and share professional sports graphics to social media in seconds on any device without needing any design experience. Try out Gipper for free at gogipper.com backslash athletics. They've also uh, spent some time in the podcast arena. You can check out Matthew Glick on uh, Standout and listen to his podcast. Great podcast there as well. And we've talked all the time about how they are always rolling out new features. They've rolled out their scheduling uh, feature in the past, you can make those uh, Gipper uh, social media posts ahead of time and, and set those up ahead of time. Todd, we know you're great at that. Uh, some cool new features they're throwing out there for folks looking for uh, new things from Gipper. I saw they just came out, they're coming out with all kinds of bracket uh, uh-huh. social media cards, um, 12 team, 10 team, 16 team brackets. And uh, they're also have been coming out with uh, Oh, the, the the holidays ones, the New Year's and, and the, the Happy Holidays yeah. uh, cars as well. So we talk about uh, new features that Gipper is always pushing out. They're always rolling with what we need next. And that's been great. So if you're interested in taking your social media presence to the next level, uh, check out our friends uh, at gogipper.com backslash athletics. I think I just saw, too, I think they're doing a uh, like a social media training. Is that right? I've seen yeah. some on Twitter where you, now you're you're certified in social media or something like that. Is that correct, Scott? Have you? Yeah, I saw a bunch of ads have gotten on there and they've been retweeting that they have taken it. And I looked at that and I was like, gosh, I need to go on there and do that. So yeah, I was thinking about checking that out too. Now I'm kind of hoping to get the Gipper Standout Award. Have you seen what they're doing with that? There, yeah, I that's did. cool. Yeah, yeah. kind of seeing who's using Gipper out there across the country and they're going to select some winners. So if you're somebody who's using Gipper might want to ramp things up here the first month of January and see if you can't win one of those Gipper standout awards. Did you see those uh, alumni templates they put up? Yeah. Those are really cool. So we did one for Riley Moss and we did one for uh, McKenna who's at Missouri Mm -hmm. and there we had tons of uh, interactions on those. So that was really cool that they, they did those alumni spotlight um, templates. Those are really cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's I don't know, amazing is the wrong word, but it, it is, it's cool. And now all the wallpapers they've got that you can do. I see they're promoting a wallpaper Wednesday. Yep, uh, saw that. Yeah, so just a lot of, a lot of neat things that uh, we can still do with Gipper. And, uh, you know, there'll be more and more coming down, down the pike here before long, too. Well, you know, another company, obviously, Varsity Bound HQ is one of our sponsors, and we appreciate them having uh, having having them with us as well. Uh, they are 
again, in this age of COVID, uh, we are using them exclusively for our programs uh, at games. We put the QR codes out on social media during the day, but then we also have separate QR codes at our front desk uh, for anybody to, to use as well to get the programs for the day. And, uh, you know, again, it's just like having your own social media department. So uh, for me, uh, you know, I think we pay, what, $500, I think, for that to unlock a lot of those features. And uh, that's been well worth it. And I, we're going to talk a little bit later about what may not change. What may not change is doing paper programs again. Um, I think, you know, I, we really haven't gotten any negative feedback from it. Uh, people are kind of used to it now. And uh, they have so much on their phone anyway. Why not have their game day program on there as well? So, again, uh, and then now using it for stats as I'm coaching as well. You know, everything's just able to integrate directly from from quick stats over to huddle and get everything in that way. So uh, just a lot of stuff going on. And again, I think in 2021, it's going to be amazing to see what all three of these sponsors do, Hometown Ticketing, Gipper, and Varsity Bound, because, boy, it's just a lot of progressive stuff going on from all three of them. But thank you again to Hometown Ticketing, Gipper, and Varsity Bound HQ for being sponsors of Beyond the Bench. All right. Well, now into the show, and you know what it means first. It's what's up and what's down. All right. So I'm going to lead off here tonight. And uh, should we go what's up first? Let's do it. Uh, what's up? All right. What's up? Well, <laughs> <laughs> You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go personal on this one. And uh, about a week ago, Deb and I celebrated our 37th wedding anniversary. And uh, so, yeah, you can cue the applause for her on that one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. God, just, bless, God bless that lady. Boy, I guess I tell you what, she is a saint. She <laughs> is, and you know, so it's just another year that, and uh, it's it, just a lot of memories, obviously, that we've had and that we continue to have. And, so my app is very simple. It's just my wife, Deb, love her. and uh, She's been so supportive and uh, now to be back coaching and uh, at least for a year and having her be the coach's wife again has been fun. And uh, now that we can get her into games, it's good too. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, just a happy 37th to her and uh, we're on to the next now. Well, congratulations to you guys on that, Todd. Um, speaking of saints, um, that was going to be one of the things I was going to mention. Now, we've been off for like four weeks here, so you really don't think I've got one up to talk about here, do you? I would expect nothing less. Good. I, okay. I don't know that we went to season three if now you think you get three. Well, yeah. Every year um, you get one more. <laughs> hang on. i got to cross a couple off my list here. Yeah. <laughs> So, no, happy 25th to my wife. We've got a few more years. Well, we'll hopefully never catch up to the Gordons, but they've got a head start on us. But 25th <laughs> year for us, uh, they're right before Christmas. So thanks to my uh, wife for support on that. Um, so um, lots of cool things just have been going on for us. Uh, got some new kittens in the house, and it's been fun watching my 100-pound labs figure out how to manage three-pound kittens. <laughs> and, and the kittens are in charge? Yes, yes, they are. Um, they are not the ones running away. I'll tell you that right now. The cat's kind of bow their neck and the dogs go running. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, got to give a shout out to my Cyclones. Uh, that was awful yeah. fun watching. Yeah, it. congratulations. Uh, 
you know, with their run there in December and winning that game yesterday. So congrats to my Cyclones. That's been a long time uh, waiting for that to happen uh, for, for my team. So that was kind of fun. And then I'm just, I'm super excited about uh, get the keys to my gym back tomorrow. Mm. And our kids oh, nice. get to start practicing in the gym. Got uh, got a doubleheader scheduled for that gym tomorrow uh, tomorrow night. So just excited to get back in the gym and, and be back under our own roof again. Yeah, that's, that's great. Awesome. Great for your kids and your coaches and you. Yeah. yeah. Scott, how about you? What's up? Well, you know what? I You guys aren't going to believe this, but uh, I actually took all of last week off. Huh? I did not go oh. into school all week long. Wow. So, yeah, it's uh, it was a little weird. I was a little antsy the last couple of days, but uh, um, <laughs> it was probably good for me to be away for a little bit. So, so. Honest question. When, when, what day did the shakes set in for you? Did you make Tuesday? I mean, I'd put the over under at Tuesday noon. Oh, boy. It, it, it was it was really actually about Wednesday morning. I was like, oh, this just, just doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh so yeah, it was kind of hard. It was kind of hard to stay away, but I just really needed some time away. Um, so, but I had a great Christmas break. My family came over for Christmas Eve, and we spent Christmas Day with my mom. And I'm grateful that my mom she went to the uh, hospital and she's feeling better and had some surgeries. So those um, hopefully now we'll through the woods on that, and she'll be doing better here. And um, it. it I'm looking forward to 2021. You bet. Sounds good. Yeah, I think it was good for you to take a week off, Scott. Yes, it yeah. was. I about was. shut down the podcast after you said that. And said everybody, just think on that. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> that was like a, that was a mic drop moment right there. That was. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. Yep. All right. Now a little bit. What's down? Well, I think I'm just going to keep the pandemic as down, uh, but it's kind of an up as well. Uh, Deb and I, we went back to church today for the first time since March. Um, nice. And I just realized how much I missed that, you know, yeah. how online has been good, but it's not the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah so, um, I don't know. My down, I guess, is an up. Is like, uh, and then we over to Cornerstone Church in Ames, and, of course, the 5,000-seat auditorium. So, they went to three services instead of two. So, and they don't have kids programming right now. So you don't have a lot of families coming in, but they do a great job of just telling you where to sit. You got three seats in between you. You're socially distanced, but uh, just made me realize again, how much this pandemic took away from us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we have to start reclaiming some of that back. So it was good to be back in church, you know, go get a, go get a meal together and, do a little shopping and get a few things we needed to that we usually do on a Sunday, just a couple, two or three hours together. And it was good to have that back. So, That's nice. uh, yeah. That's cool. Good for you guys doing that. But you're right that the pandemic didn't, uh, didn't disappear on January 1st, 2021, did it? No, no. I no. wish it did. No. Yeah. That, uh, I think we all wish it did. Yeah. Well, um, so my down, um, really been struggling with this here the last uh oh several weeks now but i kind of kind of hit home a little bit here yesterday too of just how um 
sports just can't be about the journey or the experience or um, the process anymore. It has to be about first place, um, you know, be, making the championship or winning the championship. Um, it has to be about starting. It has to be being all conference or all state. Um, and I think it just, it's been a struggle. We've talked about this before, so maybe it's just, it's been more than just the past month, but you know, uh, I really, really liked what, what Matt Campbell talked about on the, on the stage mm-hmm. yesterday after the game with the, and the, during the trophy presentation, we talked about, you know, this group of guys just shows you that that greatness isn't reserved uh, only for those that are great, but rather for those who are willing to do the uncommon or do the, the different um, things in life and, and work hard in pursuit of becoming the very best version of themselves they can. Fantastic stuff. And it's why he's the leader that he is. Yep. And then you just, I have to stop looking through comments on things like this because it just epitomizes the downside for me of sports, which is people just ripped and said, well, you're not at Alabama, you're not at Texas and look who you beat. You beat a third. It, it just everybody, ha- they, you can't grab onto that intangible um, thing that I think the three of us, that a lot of the people we work with are, are trying to build into our sports programs and that Matt Campbell and, and people like him are building their programs. And so people can't grab it. Um, because it's not a super tangible thing. And so they're, since they can't grab onto it or understand it, then they have to rip on it. Um, and it just really sucks a lot of the joy um, of athletics and what athletics is to me anyway, personally, um, out of things. And it, it, it gets hard to follow. So that's my down. I just, I wish that could go away. I wish it didn't have to be about, you know, it's like if you aren't, if you aren't Alabama or Notre Dame or Ohio State or Clemson, in college football this year, your season was worthless. It wasn't worth it. And there's nothing that good that came out of it because you didn't make the BS, BCS championship um, series. And and that's just the way we think, whether it's NFL, high school, NBA. And I'm, I'm just, that's, I'm tired of that. We got to change mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, unfortunately, one thing that happened in the last few months was all these social media tough guys <laughs> and tough girls, yeah. not just reserved to guys who just take every chance they can to bash whoever they want to bash, you know, behind a keyboard. And um, you're right. I, I think our message is more important than ever right now and what we do. And. uh, Isn't it amazing? I find it amazing. And Aaron just said, it's like, isn't it sad that the uncommon part of what we do is just treating people right just right. celebrating the good things that happen. That's becoming more and more uncommon, which is really sad. And it's, I, I kind of on the same page with Aaron here. I have just been really struggling this year with just the negativity and the it's, it's all about me. Um, and it's all about my kid. And if it's, if, if you don't do that, then we're going to have a problem. Uh-huh. And it's it's become more about the adults than it has the kids. And that's what really just at the end of the day just makes me sad. And, and it makes me try to reflect on my purpose and how do I get back to living out my purpose? Because I feel like I am dealing with adults more than I am dealing with kids. And that's what I want to do. I want to work with kids. I want to make sure our kids have a good experiences, but the more and more I'm in this, the less and less I get to spend with them. Well, and 
you know, not to spend too long on this topic right now, because this probably could be a whole nother show, but I, yeah. I've been thinking a lot in the past little weeks uh, as I, and maybe I just had more time to, to look at it and think about it lately, but you know, you talk about um, participation rates dropping. Mm-hmm. Well, you wonder how much, I mean, this has been going on for quite some time now, how much yeah. of, of this culture of it's, it's winner go home or it's you know conference championship or bust, it's starter and first team all conference or bust. How much of that's really feeding into our kids at age 13, 14, 15 thinking, man, I don't need that pressure and I can't be first and I won't be the best. And if I won't be the best, nobody will appreciate me. Nobody will love me. Nobody will care about what I do. So I'm just not going to do it to start with. And yep. um, like I said, we've got to, we have to reverse this somehow um, yeah. if it's reversible. So that's my down. Sorry, it's really down. Nope. Sorry. Um, and I jumped on your bandwagon, Aaron, so I, I apologize. <laughs> oh, no. But I've been – that's been really hard for me this year, harder than been ever in my 22 years of doing this. It's just – this year's really been a struggle for me on that. Yep. I just uh, – Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now, Scott, you got to give us your down if there's anything different. No, that's – I mean, I was just – I was listening to the air, and I was like, geez, he's like yeah. – he hit he hit me mine right on the head. I just I just have been struggling with that. So I appreciate him bringing that up because I didn't really know if I even wanted to even talk about that, honestly, because, it, you know, you get that, oh, poor me attitude, and I don't want to have that. But it's just a real feeling, and it just – it's really – hurting me it's just getting me getting to me and I just got to find a way through it and I got to keep fighting through that it's just been really tough this year yeah yeah you know Todd I think you brought up a great point in this um my last thing I'll say on this since we brought it up um just listen to Scott there too um you know you talked about the the uh the sports loudmouth who's just been enjoying this this time of of COVID when it's all online and all all behind a keyboard um I think most people are in our camp. I think, I think most people um, are looking through the same lens we're looking at. I know the three of us look through Um, our problem is, and I think sometimes um, folks who are in our camp are also humble and um, lead more by example than by, uh, by being a loud mouth. And and maybe we Mm -hmm. just have to be louder. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe we've let ourselves be drowned out a little bit and we're not sharing our message enough. We're not sharing it boldly enough. And maybe we just need to step up and say, you know what? It's more than championships uh, and shot it from the mountaintops more than we do. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think there's truth to that. And I think it's sometimes it's more being consistent with it too. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, you're not riding a wave of emotion you know, what, what I do with a lot of those social warriors is go look at their profile and they're following three people and they have two followers themselves. So, you know, they're, they're on there for one reason. They aren't out yeah. there to make any changes. No. They're just out there to complain and moan. So, yeah, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. So there you have it. The first what's up, what's down of season three. So. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, as we get going here, there's just a few things we're going to talk about in the next few minutes. but And then we're going to kind of set the stage for the next four episodes. But, you know, to our listeners out there, we, we really do appreciate you listening and, and your encouragement, your support. 
Um, just time-wise, just kind of so you know where we're going. Uh, we're going to go to uh, probably an every other week type of format. Uh, you know, we hit 40 episodes this week. We hit 40 the la- or 40 the last season, the last two seasons. And we're going to kind of go to 26 to 30, somewhere in that neighborhood. So it's going to be an every other week. Um, just to kind of, well, we say that we might end up doing 40 again, but <laughs> you know, we've, we've kind of got the year planned out and uh, we're excited about some of the guests we're going to have on, but uh, and we'll have a few special episodes in there too, but we're going to try and go for about every other week, about two a month and try to hit about 26 of them or so. But I, I think the main thing that we still want to try and do uh We've talked about this when we had a little planning meeting a couple of weeks ago was uh, we want to be relevant and we want to be in tune with what's going on. So, uh, you know, I, I think back to last season when Kobe Bryant died and, you know, we just we had a show planned and then we just we talked about Kobe for an hour and did Kobe quotes and, you know, the life of Kobe. And um, none of us knew him, but we're impacted because of his life in sport. Uh, so we will remain relevant. And when those things happen, which unfortunately or fortunately, great things will happen. There'll be some negative things happen. You know, we'll we'll address those. And if that's a special episode, it's a special episode. So um, but one of the things we always want to do is be relevant to what's going on in the life of ADs. So speaking of relevance, um, we've kind of gotten through half of our winter season, so to speak. Um, and with COVID. And so let's just talk through that a little bit. Uh, Scott, how has, has the experience with that Ankeny Centennial been so far? You know, I just actually just, I posted something here over break and I was, I just expressed my gratefulness for my student athletes, my coaches, my directors and sponsors. They have been awesome through the pandemic. Um, our coaches have gone above and beyond to, to make sure our kids are safe. Um, you know, it hasn't been a, f- a fight, which I've heard, you know, a lot of ADs had to deal with just the fight. And I've been very, you know, uh, blessed that my coaches have really stepped up and they are going above and beyond to make sure our kids are safe. So f- for me, um, I think COVID is just the the mental health issues we've been dealing with as far as everybody's just kind of on edge. So I think that's one of the biggest things that um, I've been dealing with as, as well as crowd restrictions and dealing with the people who don't like that we can't let everybody in yet. Um, but it is what it is. And we just continue to to try to follow the guidelines and, and work with our conference to make sure that, you know, we have protocols in place that can be consistent. Um, and that makes it a little bit easier for for all of our families when we're consistent within our conference too. So that's been nice to work with our CML and make sure that we're uh, following a consistent uh, protocols at each school. So that's been nice also. I agree. I, I think, you know, being in the heart of Iowa conference, we, we've kind of been the same thing, our, our guidelines and, you know, we, we've been following the same thing as well. So uh, that's been nice. And my standard response to people when they've complained about spectator restrictions is just uh, call the governor, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, 
one parent asked me, well, who can I contact to change this? I said, well, the governor Branstad would be where you start. Yep. And that's where it ends. So, yep. oh, well, I'm going to do that then. Okay. You have, thank you. Go right thank at you. it. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. That's great. Have a good, have a good time with that. And yep. uh, so I, I, I agree, Scott, I think, I've been really proud of our kids and our coaches and our directors, and they've just kind of had the very early in this, when we started the year, I just kind of have been proclaiming adjust, adapt and overcome. Yep. And I say that all the time and with my communication with our kids and our, our, our staff, and that's kind of just where it's been. And I, I haven't, I'm with you. I haven't, haven't had any fights with any coaches or directors. It's just been, what do we need to do to be safe? And I've been really proud of them and, and thankful for that as well. So um, we had a, a pause back in November where we had a week off where we were gone for eight days right before Thanksgiving. So uh, we had a week of basketball practice and then eight days off and then back at it. But, and we've missed, uh, a couple games we had our game right before christmas that had to be rescheduled mm-hmm. because of COVID issues with our opponent and um, you know that's it's just part of it we are to the point right now as we enter tomorrow uh, we're recording on a sunday night january 3rd but as we enter tomorrow january 4th uh, we will have 14 practices and 16 games until the start of regionals Wow. So our practice time is, you know, it's kind of in between games. We're playing yeah. two and three times a week, three times a week after this week. Yeah. Uh, we play twice, and that's three times a week. And so we're to the point now where if, if something gets canceled due to weather or COVID, it's it's canceled. So yeah, I don't, we won't have any chance to to replay yeah. those. So yep. um, yeah. it's, next six weeks is going to be it, it's going to be uh, just fly by. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's going to be if COVID if we have a spike, which you know of course they're saying we got a few more things coming in, but there weren't testing for a few days in there either. So right, I yeah. uh, don't know how that reads, but if we get a spike or it goes day by day, again we'll just adjust, adapt, and overcome, and yep. and then just kind of see what the spring holds. Yeah, yeah. I'm really in the same boat as as you guys. We did have a. Um, Actually, a three-week break. Um, we had about a week and a half before Thanksgiving and about a week and a half after Thanksgiving um, that we took off uh, here in Lynn County just when we had our, our hospitals really, really got backed up uh, there right before Thanksgiving here in Cedar, in Cedar Rapids in Lynn County. And they, it, was, it was a good thing. All, the, all of our schools uh, really shut down, and I think you saw our numbers drop dramatically mm-hmm. um, after about two weeks of shutdown, and I think put us in a position where we actually could – then have two solid weeks of athletics in December. Um, and I really tried to share that a lot with any, with anybody I spoke to who wanted to kind of complain about the shutdown and why did we have to shut down? I'm like, I, I gotta be honest with you. I, I think the reason we're playing the, the two weeks going into December was because we had that shutdown. If we wouldn't have shut down and kept on going, um, we wouldn't have had staff to run schools, wouldn't have had bus drivers to drive us to games. And uh, so I, I think the shutdowns were, were a good thing for us um, and, and gave us a shot to get some games in mm-hmm. uh, and some activities beforehand. So uh, managing things the same way as you guys are, I want to give a quick shout out to two other folks who I know you guys have been instrumental for you guys as well. Uh, our school nurse, uh, mm-hmm. 
Jill Asprey and our, our athletic trainer, Lynn Growth. Um, most of our coaches will include those two on any email regarding, hey, player A this or player B that or coach assistant coach A and B um, had an exposure. What do we do? Um, those two usually have it solved before I even have to get engaged in it. Um, they've really been active and jumping on board and been very helpful uh, in managing our close contacts and quarantines and, and isolations and such. So shout out to the school nurses and trainers out there who are really uh, on the front lines, um, in my case, many times before me, um, but certainly alongside us. Agreed. Yeah, the school nurses have been fantastic. Ann Hicks is our high school nurse and she gets wary sometimes, but yeah, it's uh yeoman's work for sure. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, we kind of talked through everything we wanted to talk about there. I think about handling pauses, breaks, you know, um, have you guys, any of your conferences though, I do want to talk about conference championships and what if conference games get called off, can't be made up? Are you having conference championships? Are you doing a percentage basis? Uh, Scott, what's the CIML doing? Um, we've kind of talked about that, you know, conference championships isn't going to be our main focus this year. It's going to be getting as many games as we can in for our kids. So mm -hmm. um, we've kind of just had that discussion that conference championships are not going to be our focus this year. It's really going to be about keeping our kids safe and making sure that we can get as many games as we can for our kids. And we've already had to cancel many games within our conference already. Um, and like you said, Todd, I don't know if they we're going to be able to make those up um, without having to play three or four games a week. And then you're getting into not having any practice and uh, it just makes it tough to prepare. So. Right. Yeah. So that's what we're doing with the CIML right now. Okay. Aaron, what about you guys? Um, we're still uh, holding out hope that we'll be able to have uh, and crown conference championships in all of our sports here this winter. Um, it's fragile. Um, the way our schedules are built, uh, usually let's take basketball first. Our, um, our conference championships are, are based upon a, a full round robin against all other 15 schools you'd play um, in basketball, which is different than in other sports. And so we're in a position where all of our divisional opponents are, used, are the back half of our conference schedules. So we, right now we backed off and said, hey, let's just focus this year on your, let's try to get every one of your divisional opponent um, games in and, and we'll, put, we'll do our conference championships based on our divisional opponents um, instead of the whole conference. And, and so we're still looking to do that. If obviously if we lose some games, if a school or two gets shut down in January or early February, that'll go out the window, but that's, we're kind of in a position. We still could do that in basketball. Um, bowling will be based upon one percentage at this point in time. If, if we can get enough matches in swimming and wrestling, we're doing a little bit differently. Um, so, uh, for swimming, we usually have a large super meet, uh, and we're going to do the same thing in the, with the winter that we did in the fall. We will break, instead of having one large super meet with all 10 teams there that swim, uh, we're going to actually have, uh, pot, smaller pods of swim meets, and then we'll just combine the results. So we'll do like, uh, three schools in, in Iowa city swimming against one another, I think three in, in Cedar Rapids and then four up in the Dubuque, Cedar Falls, Waterloo area. And, and then, like I said, we'll just merge those results and, and create our championships off of that. And then wrestling, uh, I was supposed to host the conference championships this year. I was super excited. I had the 
the U.S. Cell Center, which is now the Alliant Energy Powerhouse. Actually, right. I had that reserved, and we were going to hold that event uh, there at the you know where they have the state volleyball tournament. That would have been really cool. And it was going to be super cool. And yeah. even even before we had the major restrictions come in of, of two per, I was still going to do it because they'd let me. Uh, we could go 1,600 spectators, and that would be 30%, 35% capacity. Right. And they really felt we could spread things out quite a bit. And my wrestling teams had plenty of room on the floor. Um, but with its two, you know, who, who knows how long the two per spectator lasts. And so I had to, to bail out of the cell center. So actually right now still plan to have our super meet, but we're going to split it in half. We're going to put half mm. the weights at Kennedy high school and half the weights at Jefferson high school. Mm. Um, and give those kids, you know, and no fans. So we're mm. looking at like a hundred, 112 wrestlers at each location, um, with no fans. We'll live stream everything through track wrestling, um, so kind of different ways we're trying to manage it and do it. Um, hopefully that all works out. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. At the Heart Iowa Conference, you know, we're just, I think that's going to be a discussion point uh, next Wednesday, probably. I Because I, I do think whether we have conference championships or base it on a percentage, because I do think there's going to be conference games not played. And if there is, I just, we have to talk about a plan. Uh, we host the wrestling championship this year at Green County in the new gym. And um, right now we're still planning on allowing two spectators per wrestler. So uh, we'll see. But we'll see what changes on the 8th, if the governor has to do anything different or not. But uh, so, yeah, it, it's just uh, adjust, adapt, overcome, right? Yep. So. We're going to talk a little bit just about some lessons that we've learned uh, regarding uh, leading in the pandemic, um, what we've learned about leadership, and what may continue. Um, one of the things uh, my superintendent always says is that if education doesn't change when you come out of this, then we're not, we've done something wrong because we've learned so many new ways to do things. Um, that we need to continue a lot of those. And we it's made us take a hard look at what the education system is and how we do things. And we've gotten rid of some of those things. So I think some things have changed. And the same thing goes for education-based athletics and activities. Um, so we're going to start with you, Aaron, what you've learned about leadership and what you think may continue uh, after this all, whatever normal looks like. Sure. Um, and I think for me, I'm, I'm answering this from a perspective of, I think, COVID and derecho both, uh, mm -hmm. as those two things for us uh, have become a real simultaneous um, obstacle and hurdle for us to, to manage. But I, I think from a leadership standpoint, um, and just from a team experience standpoint, this I keep coming back to the word connection and, and how difficult building connection has been for us. Uh, for my coaches and my kids and my teams this year uh, here at Kennedy that I think we just took for granted that, uh, you know, one of the examples I've talked about quite a bit is, man, if you have a, a great win on a Tuesday night, how much fun it is to come to school on Wednesday morning and and be at school a little before, you know, half hour before school starts and all your friends come in and everybody is celebrating and talking to you about last night's game uh, and how great that was for last night's wrestling meet and how cool it was to watch this, you know, this pin or that, that match. And, and, you know, COVID and for us, the derecho on top of that has, has really diminished the opportunity for our, our, our kids to celebrate together, uh, 
it's also diminished the opportunity for our kids and coaches to mourn together on tough losses and, and just tough situations. And so I think one of the things I'm learning or have learned and continue to, to, to try to focus on is um, we have to build connection. Uh, it's the number one thing I think we have to do. If we're not connected, we can't, we can't build and grow together. And that's, I think I go back to what we spent some time on early on in this, this kind of, you know, what has sports done for me lately? It's easy to get stuck in a me mindset when you, when there's no connection. Um, so we gotta, we gotta focus on that. One of the things I've, I've honestly, I've come out of the back of this back end of this, or hopefully moving towards the back end of this thing. Um, I've been afraid to like keep my leadership stuff going and, and, and real, a lot of coaches meetings going because we have been so much online. Um, and I, I've just been afraid to schedule more online meetings or online leadership sessions. Cause I keep in the back of my mind thinking the last thing my kids and coaches want right now, uh, is another hour on Google or another hour on zoom. Um, when they, that's all I've done all day long, but I, I should have done more, um, because I think that I, I could have had an impact in there on some of this connection, missing connection piece with some things. And so I, I regret being afraid of adding another hour. Cause I think it would have the, the positive would have outweighed the negative. Good point. Good point. Scott, what about you? What have you learned and yep. what might continue? You know, I think the biggest thing for me has just been the communication, um, a little bit with the connection, like Aaron said, but just really reaching out to um, our coaches, our coaching staff, um, and making sure throughout the pandemic that we were staying connected, um, even though that was harder um, when we're not getting together. But we, we still did have our, our, you know, our 3D coaching um, sessions. Um, we did offer the in-person. Um, and then when we kind of got closer to our shutdown that we had at Centennial, uh, we did have those online. Um, but I think it's been positive to, to continue to um, reach out to the coaches. And, and I'm trying to call them, you know, just to check in on because it has been hard this year to connect with coaches because you don't want to be around the kids um, like we have in the past. And, you know, you know, it was always fun to go to watch practice and go in the wrestling room and watch the kids. And I've been a little more reluctant this year to do that just because um, I don't want to be the person who knocks our kids out of competition or our coaches. Um, but throughout the year, we've had coaches uh, quarantine, kids be quarantined, um, and just making sure that we're connecting with those kids as they're quarantined and talking to our coaches about making sure they're continuing to connect with those kids while they're out. Um, Cause that's tough time for them, for kids to be out for 10 days or 14 days or whatever that might be. So um, communication has been pivotal and making sure. And, and I know that Todd and Aaron, you know, we've always discussed when we have those um, IHSAA, Iowa girls, high school athletic union um, COVID meetings. Um, and, you know, some of the coaches, um, I just see that they're not getting all the communication and think that just for me, um, really hits home the fact that it's important for us to continue to communicate um, all of our processes and protocols and make sure that we're touching base with our coaches um, as much as we possibly can, especially during this time. And, and I think the one thing that I have learned is that having uh, Zoom and the Google Meet, those are, have been impactful during uh, this COVID time. And I've really enjoyed um, presenting um, to people across the country, 
have had the opportunity to, you know, be involved in some the pandemic task force, which Todd and Aaron, I know have been on too, which I learned a lot about um, how to deal with this. I don't think I'd be nearly as um, knowledgeable about what we're doing and how to do it without being involved with those sessions with Gary Stevens. Um, so just continuing to use our technology, um, continuing to uh, stream our games. Um, I think that's been great um, to connect with um, fans of, of our student athletes that are, you know, if they got brothers and sisters at college or if they have aunts and uncles in Arizona, um, it's been very nice to, to be able to connect um, with people who aren't necessarily in our community, but still have a, a broader connection with our, our fan base and our uh, people that enjoy watching our student athletes participate. Very good. Yeah, I think obviously going after both of you, it's just going to be a lot of the, the same, but I think obviously what I've learned more than anything is that personal connection is so important and the importance of ADs, coaches, leaders, whoever the case might be, um, the impact that that has and not to take that for granted and to make every opportunity that we have uh, make it be important and know that it does make a difference. Um, I think when we missed that last spring, we, I think we knew it, but then when we got back together in the fall, you know, started in the summer, but then once school kind of got going again, I think it just hit me how important that personal connection is. And when we start getting busy, how we sometimes take that for granted and it's, it gets pushed to the side and I think when normal returns, whatever that looks like, but this is normal now. So if we have an opportunity to make a personal connection, uh, it's important that we do that. And I've tried to stress that to the coaches that every day they have an opportunity is a, a good day and don't take that for granted ever. Um, and I hope it's something I never forget uh, and that we keep pushing that along and know that we're making a difference. Uh, I, I think one thing that I, I hope that will continue, I think what we learned to do a lot was to celebrate on social media. We learned how to do some different things. Um, you know, we'll go back obviously, hopefully to some in-person awards, you know, and being able to do those things. But I think we learned how to, to really do some neat things on social media. Um, that we can continue to do uh, once in a while anyway, but I, it's important to have that piece of it too. You know, we can do it personally and, and when we can do that again, but people like to see that on social media now. And I think we talk about, we talked earlier about all the warriors who are trying to be negative out there. I think we've got to use that for good and to make it for good. And so I, I, I think that will continue and I hope it will continue that we continue to celebrate a lot through social media, uh, obviously through using things like Gipper and uh, it makes it a lot easier and uh, can make it a lot more showy. And, um, but I, I hope that will continue as well. Um, so that, those are just a couple of quick things. Uh, but I do think through it all, I think what we've learned is that what we do 
really matters. And we can't forget that. I would agree. I want to spend just a little bit of time um, before we close up shop here today and talking about the upcoming series that we're going to have a four part series. We're going to do one word um, in our second episode. We're going to talk about our one word with uh, a couple of ADs. And, but then when we come back uh, starting in February, we're going to, we just kind of call it the journey and uh, it's kind of Aaron's brainchild. And so we're going to be talking uh, one week with ADs, one week with coaches, the next time with parents, and then we're going to finally wrap it up with athletes. And we're all going to have a guest with us um, as well. And But we're going to start with ADs. And boy, Aaron, what a we lost Scott there for a minute, so we'll see if he gets back on. But... Boy, we got some heavy hitters for ADs coming on, right? Yeah, we did. I don't know, quite know how that worked out well for us, but you know, we've got uh, three really great guests going to join us in that AD session. Now we got Rich Barton uh, will be uh, joining us, AD out of Utah, past president of the NIAAA, uh, super fantastic guy, and I'm excited to have him come on. Uh, Becky Moran, who was just uh, out of Illinois, Chicago area in Illinois, she's um, been a great leader for us in Section Four. Uh, as, a, as an AD and she as a professional development AD, especially uh, just actually uh, won the at-large election here at the NADC back in December. Uh, so she'll be joining the NIAAA National Board as well. Um, if you if you haven't listened to her, heard Becky talk before about, I mean, you talk about passion about high school athletics, that girl's got it. Mm. And then our third guest is going to be Mike Elson um, out, of the, out of Tennessee, Nashville area, I believe, down in Tennessee. Uh, Mike actually ran against Becky in that at-large uh election that was a that was a tough one to vote for quite frankly uh for folks because those two are both such great leaders mike uh runs a fantastic athletic program down there actually uh is one of the few ad's along with mr jarvis with us who's finished that quality program uh a journey um which is really really a difficult thing to to get from the triple but a great distinction so three great guests coming up on that first ad episode todd and we're excited and, and lucky to have them yeah for sure you know, just so people kind of know what we're going to do with that, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, basically all four of those groups, ADs, coaches, parents, and athletes, you know, what's their favorite part? What's the most frustrating part of what they do? Uh, you like it. For example, we're going to ask the ADs. We're going to ask everybody in their own perspective, you know, what do you like when coaches when coaches do this? What, what do you like? What do you like when the parents do um, we're going to ask ADs, you know, what they like when they interact with parents. And then they like it when coaches do this. And then we're going to ask the athletes about their experience. What could we do better as ADs? What could our coaches do better? Um, we're going to ask the parents what their they want their lo child's long-term takeaway to be. And then the coaches and ADs, we're going to ask them, you know, what are you going to remember the most? And we kind of worded that. It's kind of a legacy question. Um, so I, it's just going to be kind of in-depth, I think, but just really capture, you know, what are we doing well? What can we do better type of thing from four different perspectives? Yeah, I'm I'm really excited about it. I'm excited to get huh. the four different perspectives and, and have those folks kind of uh, encapsulate what the the, the – 
high school educational athletics journey is from their perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And I thank our listeners uh, and I'm hoping our listeners can expand into those groups a bit as well. Um, We push this out to those groups and just people can step back and, and look at it through a different lens and, and learn a little bit about what educational athletics is like for ADs um, as a parent or for coaches as an athlete um, or for student athletes, a better idea of what are, what are our kids really like um, for us as ADs so that we're, we're building that in our programs. Really excited about this uh, four weeks. Yeah. Great idea. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah, it will be. So that's, what's coming up. Um, we will hit on our one word in uh, session two in episode two, and then we'll start that in episode three, four, five, and six as we get into February and March. We'll have that finished up by spring break. So as we look at our every other week type of schedule. So guys, been great to be with you again. Great to see you. Uh, But Scott, I think you're going to wrap us up first, if you would. Yeah. So we kind of talked about a little bit tonight, but as I said, I just kind of struggling and going through some tough times here. And so I just pulled up, uh, um, was looking on the internet to to try to find some uh, some things to kind of get me to remember why I do what I do and remember what um, I need to do when I go through those tough times. So I found this, and I know um, John Gordon has put this up. Also, it's just eight things to remember when you're going through tough times, and one is everything can and will change, which we all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two is you've overcome challenges before, and you can do it again. Um, number three, it's a learning experience. All those tough times we go through, uh, we definitely learn and grow from those. Um, not getting what you want can be a blessing, um, which <laughs> there's a lot of times in my life that I was like, wish I got something. And then in retrospect, it was like, wow, it was probably uh, perfect <laughs> that I did not. Um, allow yourself to have some fun. Um, be kind to yourself. Um, and, and sometimes maybe that's one of my biggest uh, travesties is I'm probably the, the toughest on myself of probably anybody else. Um, and then other people's negativity isn't worth worrying about. And I know that many times uh, as ADs, we get caught up in that um, uh, worrying about other people's negativity because, you know, it gets thrown in our plate many times. And, and uh, I know we probably worry about it more than we should. And then um, the last one is, there's always, always, always something to be thankful for. And I keep telling myself that, that um, I got a great wife. I got three great kids. I've got, you know, some great friends. Um, so, you know, just got to keep looking at those positives and all the good things that we have in our lives versus all the doom and gloom that we have. So thanks for letting me share that. Good stuff. Take it to heart, right? That's right. Yeah, you got to. Number nine was take a week off once in a while, I think. (laughs) And I did. Hey, that's the first time I did that in a long, long, long time. Good for you. Probably the last time I did that was I was not at school for an entire week was probably when Jane and I got married. (laughs) Wow. So it's been a while. It's been a couple years. (laughs) Yeah, good deal. Well, guys, good luck uh, this week getting started. And uh, back in the groove. And Aaron, congrats on getting your your uh, school back, your gym back. That'll be great for everybody and the That'd psyche awesome. of everybody. So, yeah, have a great week, and uh, we'll connect again soon here. And, again, thanks to our listeners. Good luck to you all out there as well, wherever you are. 
uh, working with your kids and uh, just giving them the experience that they have. And we look forward to connecting to you very soon as well. So have a great week, everyone. And we will see you soon and be blessed.